Welcome to Creative Resolutions in Action, a podcast that dives into the real world of Manitoba with a mixture of smart conversation, expert advice, behind-the-scenes stories, and straight talk from leaders in government, business, industry, academia, and civil society. Creative Resolutions in Action, Manitobans Building Strong Communities. In today's episode, I have the pleasure of sitting down with Dave Bowles. Dave is the Vice President of Winnipeg Communities for Genstar Development Company, a development company with the vision of bringing land to life. Well, Dave, thank you so much for coming here to join us today. Really excited that you could come out because it's very timely. As you know, we're talking about creating a uh, regional land use infrastructure and servicing plan for the Winnipeg metropolitan region. And, and you have a long history in working uh, in the industry. And I'm just wondering, what are your thoughts on that? On regional planning and on, on the importance of it, I mean, again, it's it's necessary for us to have some predictability, I suppose, for lack of a better term, um, in terms of, of of where we're going to make investments. Again, I work in a I work in residential land development. It can be a risky business. Um, we're always looking to mitigate that risk as much as we can, and 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 part of that is understanding where there's going to be public investment in infrastructure, and where where public regional scale planning, or for that matter, local planning. But of course, we're talking regional here today, uh, will facilitate and allow for different types of development, and and indeed infrastructure investment. Right that that. That allows us to make those decisions. It's 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 very important for us. So, Dave, you've been in this planning and development business for for a while. Mm-hmm. I know you started off in uh, Ontario in, in Toronto area, mm-hmm. and you've been here for uh, nineteen years. Mm-hmm. And I'm just wondering, you know, what keeps you motivated? What inspires you every day to get up and do the work you do? <sighs> Yeah, that, that's that's a that's a great question. I mean, there's a whole host of factors, obviously, but um, you know, I've always again, I started as a planner. Now I work in the development industry. I work in the development industry because I I have a professional planning background that was deemed valuable to the company I work for. But really, I, I got into planning because I believe in in good community building, good city building, good region building, and that's what drove me in the first place. It interested me. From GenStar's perspective, GenStar Development Company's perspective, we started in Winnipeg 70 years ago. Uh, it was the, the original incarnation of GenStar. We've since, we've expanded. We're continent-wide now, but um, but this is where we started, and there's, and there's, there's a real sense of pride in being from Winnipeg and building helping to build this community and, and having built a big a big chunk of it over the years, right? So, so Dave, you mentioned having um, predictability. And why is that important for the development community to have um, a predictability or um, a surety in their investments in the metro region? Why is that an important thing for the development community to have? Well, again, I think it comes back to, to risk mitigation um, from, from, the, from the business perspective side. We're we're making large investments in land, sometimes longer-term land, particularly if you're making an investment in longer-term land where the infrastructure is not necessarily in place yet, it, but there is a plan to put it in place. Uh, that's important, right? It, 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 it's one thing if it's there, if we know. We've got basically what amounts to sort of shovel-ready land, right? But um, but when we're talking about, um, about yeah, but longer-term opportunities, uh, it, it would be foolish, frankly, to go in somewhere where there's no plan in place to, 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 to actually extend infrastructure um, and allow for, for a variety of different types of development. Again, I come from a residential perspective, but residential is only there 
because there's aspects of a community that support it. And, and those are going to be your, your industrial, your commercial, your recreational, institutional, et cetera, et cetera, that are going to um, allow a community to, to flourish. So when you look at this, the surety a regional plan would bring is really important in, in driving investment into our metro yeah, region. Yeah. It's essential. Essential. Yeah. So Dave, you've been involved in the metro region market for quite a while. And I'm just wondering, can you tell us a little bit about the market? What does the market look like in the metro region right now? And what's the trend in development that you're seeing? Yeah. Wow. Good question. Big question. But, you know, really what we're seeing is we're the, 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 the driver for us now in the decisions we're making and where we already have made investments in land, where we're developing communities, it's all about affordability. We're looking at, at a variety of different housing types that accommodate um, a variety of different household needs uh, and, and household types. So nothing is standard the way it maybe was 30 years ago, right? And I think we have to be aware and cognizant of that and be ready to accommodate that. Um, it's it's a variety of, again, household situations, de- demographics in terms of age. Certainly immigration is driving a, a big portion of the new home buyers that we're seeing in our current communities that we're developing. So so all of these things are factors in what we consider when we're looking at sort of longer term land investments and, and um, yeah, and how we plan and develop our communities. So developers are really building a variety of types of homes within these developments that they're creating right now in the metro region. Is it fair to say from like single family to multifamily? Or what are you seeing a lot of demand for right now? Yeah, demand right now is is maybe sort of oversimplified, but it's about affordability. So that is leading to uh, quite a few um, more attached dwelling units that we're, that we're doing. In fact, we're actually converting right now several blocks of single family zoned areas into duplex, townhome, that sort of thing. Because frankly, it's, it's providing people that option where they can own a home but there's, they, they can get in, they can get a mortgage for it, they can start building some equity in there, which again is sort of a, almost a cornerstone of our economy. It's really starting to make it affordable mm-hmm. so we can bring workers mm-hmm. to our region to yes. take on these, these new jobs. Correct, right? Oh, that's that's right. We need, we need options for everybody, right? To, uh, and it makes to, our communities a lot better mm-hmm. when we have a variety of, uh, of housing types and, and really bringing in that uh, diversity of, mm-hmm. uh, of community members. So I yeah. think that's really healthy for uh, the metro region going forward as we begin to see our populations grow and the, um, the need to bring uh, workers into our jurisdiction to take mm-hmm. on all these new jobs. Yeah, uh, absolutely, excellent. yeah. The other big, uh, I didn't say emerging market, it's been there for a while, but but definitely rental properties right now, whether it's um, a more of an apartment-style rental or townhomes, but rental is 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 growing, and there's demand for it. Um, and, uh, you know, there's there's a need to accommodate it right now within within the region, within the Winnipeg region. So, it's yeah. interesting. And uh, rental used to be associated with more affordability. But I believe now, like, you know, t- when talking to my, uh, you know, some of the, the younger generation, um, I'm, sorry, I'm dating myself here, but when talking <laughs> to those that are a lot younger, they don't, they're not interested in owning a home. Yeah. And they're not interested in cutting the grass. They're interested mm-hmm. in renting and, uh, you know, being able to to move to yep. new areas. And, and that really is being driven by a lifestyle choice and not necessarily a financial yeah, decision. Absolutely. It's a choice now, right? And and the other one you mentioned it earlier, Colleen, was um, was uh, aging in place, which is another, the number of the demand for 55 plus type units that we're seeing now. Uh, we're, we're getting, we're, we're receiving calls, although we don't actually build the buildings at, you know, we're, we're the land developer, but, um, 
we receive calls regularly from people that are looking for that type of, of, of option within our communities because they want to be in the in the in, in our case we're developing predominantly in Winnipeg, but they want to be within that neighborhood. And the same would apply to to municipalities within the capital region, right? So So when we talk about a regional uh, plan and kind of consistent across the region is that going to, would that assist us in seeing the different types of housing types and, and actually helping us to meet the demand for those who want to age in place or for the generation that really doesn't mm-hmm. want to own? Uh, would it, in, you know, will this plan actually facilitate that type of development within communities across yeah. the metro region? Yeah. I think, again, absolutely. And I think it comes back to that notion of predictability, right? That, that we could look at, again, at that broader policy level with, with within a regional structure and say, here are areas where we could make investments in land where we can we can accommodate what is required by today's standard, right, for housing needs. And so, yeah, absolutely. And, you mm-hmm. know, one of the things that's kind of exciting about the opportunity that we have right now is we're talking about land use, but we're also um, coupling that with servicing. Mm-hmm. And so when we start to really uh, put a consistent and coordinated approach and, and view of land use, but also in how are we going to service that land and how are we going to service it into the future, it becomes really um, unsiloed because what we're starting to do is to say, how are we going to not only um, have multiple housing types in a development, but how are we going to make sure that we have transportation? Mm-hmm. How are we going to make sure we have safe roads or, or you know, park and ride or buses how are we going to have sewer and water electrical and broadband infrastructure for business and industry how are we going to do that and this allows us to really start to um, plan for that and and what's your experience around the servicing aspect of land use i know you're mostly in the city but can you talk a bit about that sure sure Again, looking at it from sort of more of the perspective of where would we invest, you know, you, you follow the pipe, right? But but the pipe is going to go where it makes most sense to go, where it's most efficient to go. And that's maybe a little bit simplified to say follow the pipe, but it's sort of, you know, it, it, at the end of the day, really, that's what we're doing. I mean, you don't, you, we're, gonna, we're going to make investments where, where, where we know that there's going to be adequate infrastructure either is there or will be there in the future. And and then it comes down to to municipalities at, at either the municipal or indeed what we're talking about here is at a regional scale to to determine where are those investments going to make the most sense right and um, begin uh, to prioritize so, yeah absolutely right yeah yeah plan, plan. <laughs> here we're back at so, that planning word yeah, again yeah I mean that's that's my my original academic background and, and and the first few years of my professional life were actually working in public sector planning I am a a planner by trade so I mean certainly when I put that hat back on I believe firmly in doing good planning obviously and I just think it it, it leads to better decision making for everybody whether you're on the municipal side the regional side the, the private industry side right we can all you know we, we would be coordinated in our in our our, our thinking right so so mm-hmm. it's about really about yeah. good planning and good mm-hmm. regional absolutely. planning to drive investment yeah absolutely so Dave, um, you know we've been we've been tasked with working collaboratively to build this idea of a regional uh, strategy for land use and servicing uh, and infrastructure. And I'm just wondering how how do you see your industry and mm-hmm. your you know planners and developers being involved as we move forward? Again, planning. Put on the planner hat again. I mean th- that's what planning is all about, right? It's about drawing in all stakeholders and 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 really through through meaningful consultation 
so that we have what we need to then develop these plans, understand what's going to work for everybody, you know, as best as possible. Obviously, I mean, I'm not, not naive about these things. Planning's imperfect, but it's, but but when it's done well and when it's done with with sort of a broad uh, scope, I think it can it can it can also be very effective. And and those are the plan. Those are ultimately the you know the, the plans that that we're going to see function the best and have sort of the most. Uh, longevity, I suppose, for lack of a better term. So really so, bringing yeah. the partnerships together is Absolutely. really going to get us the buy-in, and, and but it's also going to get us the acceptance to really move yeah. this plan yeah. forward. Yeah, Excellent. yeah. buy-in's important, right? That's what you're looking for, I suppose, at the end of the day, right? From everybody, right. municipal partners, industry partners, um, um, you know, other all stakeholders, right? So, you know, as best as we can. Thank you so much again for coming and joining us mm-hmm. on this podcast. And we've been asking all of our, our participants and guests on this uh, this little show one final question. And the final question is, is, if you could talk to anybody about anything, who would that be? Oh, my goodness. Anyone about anything. Um, I'm a big golf fan. Passed away a few years ago. What about Arnold Palmer? And just understanding what it took to be that great. And particularly in a time when maybe it was, you know, you didn't have quite the media exposure. But, you know, what drove you to be as good as you you were at the prime of your career? And, you know, I don't know. Golfers golfers impress me because there's it's a, it's a very tough game. You're, you're only earning as good as you're playing. There's no contracts. There's, you know, there's so what keeps you going when you're in that sort of an environment? That's it. Well, that's excellent. Yeah. Well, okay. thank you again, Dave. Yeah. I really thank appreciate you. you coming out. We look forward to working with you as we move this uh, region forward. Yeah. And thank you so much, Colleen. I'm, I'm looking forward to the future as well in the, in the Winnipeg region. And thank you all for joining us today on Creative Resolutions in Action. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to check out episode 5, where we talk with Marilyn Fair from the Centre for Indigenous Environmental Resources as she shares the history-making work of the Collaborative Leadership Initiative, which brought chiefs, mayors and reeves together for the first time in over 150 years. Please be sure to subscribe to this podcast, like and tell me what you think of these conversations in the reviews and who else you might like to hear from. Be sure to watch for episode 7, where we talk with Dorothy Doby, a businesswoman, writer, photographer, speaker, former politician, publisher, and radio host. She's also one of my friends and mentors, where she talks about what's happening at the International Peace Garden. Creative Resolutions in Action, Manitobans Building Strong Communities. Mm-hmm.